Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. Today I'm sat in the third floor of the Old Voss building in Cork, uh, also known as Sample Studios, which have been here for five years, just after celebrating their fifth birthday. And I'm with Aideen Quirk, the artistic director of Sample Studios, who's been the artistic director since August. And so we're going to talk about artist spaces and kind of art in Cork and all of that, I suppose. All the, all the big issues <laughs> we're going to hit. Um, so I guess, Aideen, how did you get involved with Sample Studios? How did you become the artistic director? Um, well, my association with Sample Studios goes back a few years. Um, I joined as, as a member. I had an art studio here for a while and um, I was working on my own practice. And um, while I was working here then, I had a very nice job offer in a gallery and I left so that because that was taking up more and more of my time. So I kind of put my own artistic practice on hold to to pursue other professional pursuits. And um, I've been quite lucky, really. I've worked in a few different galleries. So I worked in Lismore Castle Arts in Waterford, the Series Arts Centre in Cove for a couple of years and the Luxman Gallery. So I left the Luxman to... Uh, come on as artistic director here when the job was advertised so I've I suppose always had that kind of association with the space since the start just as as an artist and then I suppose as I continued on professionally um, I kind of I suppose like the idea of taking sample studios to the next level so what I'm trying to do here is I suppose professionalize um uh, the the art studios and kind of advance our programs. Um, the position of of artistic director is a relatively new one, so I suppose like my my position is funded by the Arts Council, and uh, in the past couple of years, uh, our funding base has grown because we're trying to expand our program and we've uh, an interesting kind of schedule of events and exhibitions and um, residency programs. We're trying to support the development of different artists and curators through these programs. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what what I'm trying to achieve, I suppose, by by being here. It's interesting that you say that like the funding has increased. I thought you were going to say that it's like halved, quartered or something, you know, kind of in yeah. line with all other arts, it seems, in Ireland at the moment. Yeah, like the the studio started off, it was just a group of artists that got together and um, they needed workspaces. So so they were formed to kind of um, to secure affordable workspaces for artists. Um, so... There was no funding at the start. It was just a group of people that got together. Um, this building that we're in, as you said, it's the, the old false building. Um, so the government left here about seven or eight years ago and the building was abandoned for a while. And the idea was um, that this whole building would be knocked down to make way for um, new a new hotel development and offices. And that hasn't happened yet. So um, in the interim, we were granted access to the space. And uh, then the developments were kind of put on hold. So we were able to expand from just being on one floor to the third and the fourth floor as well. So we've just kind of grown and grown. And because there is always that, that looming 
kind of deadline that we could be kicked out at any stage. We just try to make as many things happen as possible. Um, so, yeah, when it started off, we didn't have any fundings, just a group of members that would pay um, a fee for the use of the workspace. And then out of um, those fees, we're able to kind of continue with, with um, just running, running the space. But because the programmes came out of that and because the gallery was established and our performing arts programme, um, I suppose, and, and because of the um, creation of the artistic director position, um, what I've been able to do is apply for funding and um, then I suppose they, the Arts Council liked what we were doing, so we just kept getting more money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like it is interesting because like since 2008, um, in general, like across the board, there's been a 40% reduction in arts funding like nationally um, so we've been very very lucky but it's because we're doing something um, to support emerging artists we seem to be just taking the right boxes so we've been very lucky. Is Was uh, actually applying for funding and getting funding a big issue like among the artists who are here kind of did they see it as like was it a necessity for you to get the funding or were you kind of like we could be restricted in kind of our I don't know freedom of expression maybe? Yeah well um, with the grant applications, I mean, I suppose you're, you're given funding on the basis of the applications that you make. So in our applications, um, we were quite specific about what we wanted money to go for. So like one of the main reasons we were applying for, for the grants was that uh, people would get paid for the work that they were doing. So like for three or four years, the studios were being run on a volunteer basis, but like that's not sustainable so um like we applied for funding to pay for an administrator and to pay, pay for professional costs of setting up a company so to pay for let's say our, our legal costs or our accountancy fees and all of those sorts of things that come with setting up a company so uh, and also to pay for the administrator the person who makes the applications grant applications on behalf um of of the studio group and um, so we we're very specific that we wanted people to get paid for the work that they were doing and then with the gallery program then as well um we've committed to paying artist fees in in um line with the VAI guidelines for paying the artist so like we we have just a kind of a nominal amount that we would give an artist for participating in the exhibition program and it's just really a kind of a gesture to show that we're committed for, to artists being paid and um, and because we're doing all those things, the feedback we've gotten from, say, the, the City Council Arts Office and the Arts Council of Ireland is that, um, you know, that's kind of what they're trying to support. So I suppose because we're doing that, we have, we've been able to secure more, more funding. Okay. Is, is that kind of a new thing, the kind of the guidelines on what to pay an artist? Yeah, there was a campaign a few years ago. Um, well, it's an ongoing campaign that's kind of between the Visual Artists Ireland and the National Campaign for the Arts. And well, I suppose National Campaign for the Arts is kind of to... It's, it's like an advocacy or kind of lobby group that pushes for an increase in funding and the importance of funding the arts. And then there's the VAI guidelines for paying artists. Um, so in the past couple of years, that's really trying, like they're trying to advocate for artist fees. So like the minimum artist fee is about 200 euro. So that's what we committed to. But 
tactic has now gotten its own funding from from the Cork City uh, Council Arts Office. So that funding is specifically for artist fees. We'll be able to increase the amount of money that we can give artists and what we hope that will do is uh, attract artists of a higher calibre to the gallery because obviously if they're getting more money, they'll want to, <laughs> to come. Um, because what some galleries do is they actually charge the artist a fee oh, really? to pay their work. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very common. That's something that we're completely against. Like, we understand how galleries have to, have to keep afloat, but I mean, the whole point of... Our gallery is to try to showcase interesting work and interesting curatorial projects and to support that, like there has to be a payment, you know, so that's something that we really would advocate for and really push for, for, for artists and performers and curators and all sorts of creative practitioners to get paid for the work that they're doing. Do, do you think that they should be kind of more vocal about getting paid as well? Like are kind of people, are artists kind of just so used to getting so little that like when you say like here's even like you know a hundred euro they're like what yeah (laughs) yeah I suppose it depends on the type of work that people make as well I mean like some artists they're just not able to sell work it's not of a of a commercial nature you know so some artists that are maybe installation based or um performance based I mean how do you sell that you know there is that kind of um that problem and the more that their work is shown, the more likely they are to get other streams of funding or like other sort of financial support from from different institutions. So it it's just like the, the money that we give, I mean, it's so small. It's really, really small when you think about it. And the funding that we get is quite quite small as well. But it's just um even that gesture of giving somebody some sort of some small bit of money, it just it's not that it puts a monetary value on somebody's work. Like, it just, um, it kind of sets a standard. So, like, we've just started off with this small amount and we're hoping to, to increase it. And, um, you know, it would be difficult for us to, to kind of give out about how other galleries don't pay their artists or uh, other institutions don't support artists if we're not doing it ourselves, you know. So even though we can't really afford it either, it is um, it is something that, that like we've had to put in practice so that, you know, we can kind of encourage other places to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so were you here from from the start? You were you were like an artist in sample at the very beginning. Uh, I suppose um, near enough to the beginning. So I think I joined in late two thousand and eleven. I think it was. I shared a studio with uh, another artist, and um, we graduated from Crawford College, and we were looking for a space to to make our work and. My background would be in painting and collage. And then when I started working here, I had all this space. So I started doing these mad installation projects and stuff for festivals. So yeah, that was, it was great. Even just being able to use like common spaces and get advice from other artists. And, and that was, it was really interesting. Um, so it was, it, it was good to be a studio member for a couple of years. And then when I moved on then and started working in galleries and that sort of thing in admin, I had the understanding of what it's like to be a studio artist. So when I came back then to come on as the, the artistic director, it was um, it helped a lot because I knew a lot of the people here as well, you know. And um, like there had been, like the place had been run quite well, you know, for, for a good few years. And then 
um, Emer and Ger, who had been running the place, and they emigrated to Sweden. Um, so, uh, kind of continuing on in the in the arts, or just yeah. kind of completely different. No, um, Emer. So she was the artistic director before me, and she left go over there and she joined a studio group in Stockholm called Detroit so she's part of that studio group and she's she's working away over there and then Ger um, who was um, the visual arts programmer for Tactic for the gallery space and on our board of directors as well he left to do an MFA in cur- curatorial practice so that's a two year long master's so hopefully he'll come back after that <laughs> and bring all of his expertise back to <laughs> the studios so lots, lots of like creative people seem to be moving to Sweden at the moment is that kind of the new like everyone's kind of tired of berlin everyone is moving to sweden <laughs> um i don't know i haven't um tapped into what all the cool people are doing so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what jaron emer over there and yeah there's there's some very interesting galleries and then there's um some really established museums and art galleries over there you know like i think stockholm is 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 full of museums and then there's like smaller little kind of trendy hipster places mm-hmm. as well so um i i just think there's a lot of stuff happening over there well i'm going over there at the end of this month actually oh, so yeah i'm going over to supermarket art fair so it's um it's a, an art fair that's been running for a number of years and it's specifically for artist-led galleries and initiatives so i'm going over in a professional capacity <laughs> to see what people around europe are doing and there's a few different places in ireland that are going to be there as well ormston house from limerick they're going to be over there with a an exhibition kind of stall and platform arts in Belfast are going to be over there as well and there might be one or two more I'm not sure but the idea is I want to go over there and just pick people's brains about what is the best way to kind of run an artist-led space or gallery and um, there's not really any formula there's no model for it you know so like every space or every initiative I suppose they just kind of play it by ear and it it depends on like what kind of buildings they're in, what kind of audience they have, what sort of support that they have. So like every, every kind of initiative is, is different, but I'm just going to try and meet up with some people and, and see are there kind of key factors that make the running of a space successful because um, we're probably not going to be in this building this time next year. So the nature of Sample Studios is going to change. So I just kind of want to look at how other venues are run and is there something that we can copy or take from them or is there something that we're already doing that's that's quite successful. We've managed to, to stay going for five years, you know, so I think it's really important that we carry on and keep doing it for another five years, 10 years, 15 yeah. years, you know. Um, Just in terms of like kind of comparisons to other artist-led studios, would Sample be uh, quite big in terms of the amount of artists it has and uh, would it be running quite long in comparison to other ones or, or are they generally kind of short term, like three, four year? Yeah, I mean, the na- as people kind of like change, I guess, you know, their, their kind of interests just kind of diversify. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these kind of spaces, they're run by artists and on a volunteer basis and it's it's not sustainable unless there's new people coming on all the time. So like we've had some very interesting groups in Cork, like Basement Project Space and um, 
others that I can't think of right now, but they're usually just like small little groups, people that want to have a workspace and want to have a place where they can show their art. And um, unless there's kind of an ability to hand over the project to other people who, who share the same ideologies, there isn't that kind of carry on. And then I suppose these spaces as well, they're, they're kind of limited by what space they're in and what their rental agreement is or what their lease agreement is, that sort of thing. There's this whole issue of volunteer burnout as well. I mean, like most people don't get paid for working in these sort of organisations. So like obviously that's not sustainable. People have to get jobs or they have to move on wherever. And then Cork is quite small as well. So... Um, you know, you can if you have an exhibition. There's only, I suppose, you can only do that so many times before people get bored. So artists tend to move on to Dublin, and then they tend to move on to London or or Glasgow or you know Sweden or whatever to try to, I suppose, keep their work fresh, that sort of thing. But I suppose in compare in comparison to other spaces in the country um, we would be one of the largest um, Block T was the biggest um, and then that that got closed down uh, earlier this year which was quite sad um, but hopefully they'll they'll start up again in another space and then there's um, there's other groups like um, Marsh you know they they would have um, different kind of pockets of studios around Dublin and uh, Palace Projects and that's been kind of I suppose spearheading the artist uh, run initiative in Ireland they've been there for 20 years and they've changed location I think it's um, five times possibly more so uh, it was interesting to kind of to talk to the directors from there. One of the directors Gavin Murphy came down for a talk a couple of weeks ago about artist-led um, initiatives in Ireland and he just said you know they've had to change their location a number of times so with that comes new challenges so whether it's um, a change in funding or or like their income and expenditure and that whether they have to pay new rent you know like the the nature of of how their space runs whether they have a kind of a gallery space or or what sort of artists that they support how their residency program works, all those sorts of things. So I would kind of look to them a lot because they've managed to keep afloat for so long. And then the artistic output that comes from them as well, like they, they have some of the, the best kind of practicing artists in Ireland, really. Um, so, yeah, we, we would look to other spaces to kind of see how they're running things and um, see what we can take from that, I think. Um, you mentioned Block T, which is kind of probably what started me thinking about artist spaces so much this year. I think what's started a lot of kind of people thinking about it. Like, can you completely relate to all of the issues that they've faced? I mean, they're kind of similar to Sample Studios. Like they took over a big space in Dublin and Smithfield. And like as the economy has improved, they're kind of, you know, thanks. See you later being kicked out. I mean, like it's it, they're kind of similar stories are they? Yeah, um, yeah. Like I mean, they started off around the same time as Sample Studios. I think they celebrated their fifth birthday last year. And they had a big gig for that, and um, I mean, they moved in there into to Smithfield, and like it was such a lift for the area because 
like it was really run down and um, they managed to put on all of these amazing exhibitions and gigs and events and they had some really cool people working with them, very interesting people in their studios and they were trying to do lots of different things like, um, you know, even hot desking. I think they had their own cafe, they were brewing their own, uh, or they were getting their own coffee roasts and things okay. like this. Yeah, they were oh. doing loads of cool stuff. And um, I think it, it did a huge amount for the area. And um, it's all part of this whole gentrification process. So, like, there's this rundown area these, with these rundown buildings and commercial um, groups don't want to rent them or don't want to lease them because they are crappy areas. So, like, um, the rents are quite low. So that means that... Art, artists or creative groups can move into them and have quite low rent for, for a while and then they contribute all of this stuff to the area and make it a nice kind of place for somebody to work or live and um, it just it feeds back into the community and then as soon as it's gotten to, to a certain level then it's just like the landlord, either the landlords or, or whoever are kind of like right we have to increase our, our rates because you know, there'll be interest from, from different kind of um, commercial leaseholders. So, like, you know, Starbucks or places like that can, can move in. And then, like, it kind of shoves the creative groups out to the peripheries again. So, like, I mean, that's kind of what we're going to be facing here. Eventually, when development starts and this building is, is torn down, like, we're going to have to look for another home and, like unless we find some place in the city centre and um, we could end up out in the marina or somewhere like that. And then we're no longer in the city centre, so we're no longer kind of directly involved with what's going on in town and this is no longer a venue, you know. I mean, that's what happened with Camden Palace. They're, like, in this beautiful building there on Camden Quay and um, now, like, I wouldn't really be talking for them or anything, but, I mean... Um, they were a really important part of the city and like their whole program, the way that they were like connected to all these different community groups, um, it was it was really, really important, you know. And like now they're they're gone from there and they don't have a home and um that building is just going to be used for commercial uses, so there's going to be retail and office spaces in there. I mean, we don't like. Well, it's it's great to see something's happening, um, in terms of development and the economy picking up and all of that. I mean, if you don't have a space for the arts, I mean, what what's the point? I mean, um, like if there aren't venues for people to show work or to put on performances, the city is just going to be like any other generic city. There's not going to be anything happening. I mean, like there's all of this kind of talk about tourism and making Cork a destination, but I mean, Cork is so small and if it doesn't have a, a, a strong kind of creative identity, it's just like, I mean, why would people want to come here? It, it is kind of, yeah, they're kind of pushing the tourism thing, but then they're also pushing like... Uh like all the office space, we need more office space, we need more office space. What are the people going to be coming to see? Just office offices, yeah. hotels. Wow, look at this office space, yeah. it's great. And like kind of the nondescript kind of event centre as well and everything that's kind of happening. It's just kind of like, okay, Cork is, I don't know, it's kind of, you don't want to poo-poo it completely because, I mean, it'll bring more money, I guess. But uh, but anyway, <laughs> Um 
do you th- how important is it that the artists kind of in sample studios relate to the city? You talked about them kind of being in the city center. It, do you think that that like um, that shows in their work, or is it just certain kind of artists where it would? Yeah, well, like even even just separate to um, to talking about their work, but like the fact that we're here and the fact that our studio spaces are affordable, it means that there are artists uh, staying in Cork. You know, like if we weren't here. I mean, I would say a good portion of our members would have gone to Dublin or would have gone to different countries to try to pursue their practice. So the fact that we're here means that there are more artists working in Cork. There are more artists from Cork exhibiting here, you know, like, so that's how we're kind of directly feeding into the the city. And I suppose as an exhibition venue as well. It's some place for people to come, and like we started doing these monthly events as well. And um, like what I'm hoping is that when that gets up and running properly, that people will just if they're going on a night out or something, they'll say, oh, "I wonder what's going on in Sample Studios tonight. Let's just look it up, and there could be something happening here." Because it is, um, we have the space and we have the, the facilities for for having events and for for having exhibitions and things going on, you know. And so, like it's feeding into the city that way. And then, like, there are people who use this as their base for for doing other work, you know, like the theatre production crews and um, the actors that are here. And, like, they would be involved in a lot of productions. So, like, we would feed into it kind of that way. So, like, there are so many people here that, like, not everything takes place here, but it, it feeds out into other venues and other exhibition spaces and things like that. Uh, what kind of events are you doing as part of the monthly um, night? So it kind of starts, the idea started off in January where I wanted to kind of encourage the members to curate events themselves. So to to use like a monthly kind of uh I suppose the idea of a monthly event to give a platform for artists to present um, work relating to, um, I suppose, more performative work. Um, so it kind of started off in January. There's a member, Kate O'Shea, and she had a night called Dirty Words. So it was a mixture of printmaking and spoken word. And um, the idea of it was to invite people to talk about printmaking practices and also to have spoken word performances as well. So Kate is a graduate of Limerick School of Art and Design and she would have been involved with Limerick printmakers. And then she moved down to Cork because she won um, a, a graduate bursary for Cork printmakers and she joined here then as a member um, but she had previously run a cafe um, during the summer down in Kenmare where she's from I suppose just when she would finish college she'd go down there for the summer and have events and things like that so she had made a lot of connections with, with different people and um, she invited some of them to sample studios uh, in January so like she had this like very ambitious idea for a night of live printmaking and then performances, spoken word performances, and then talks about from, let's say, Valerie Byrne, corporate printmakers, and um, Fiona Quill and Des uh, McMahon from the Limerick Printmakers, and Stephen Murphy. He's a, a kind of a slam poet. He's brilliant, and brought she brought him down and with music, and um, I kind of wanted that to to kick off. A kind of, I suppose, 
yeah, to, to kind of set up these monthly events, but also for the members to realise we have the space, we might as well do something, especially if we're only going to be here for the next 12 months. So so that kind of, that, that was an amazing event and brought a huge audience here. And then the next event after that was a performance, a kind of... Um, it was very, very different. Uh, one of our artists, uh, Darren Kerwin, and another artist, um, Anna-Sophie Adelt, and they did a kind of a live tent performance, they called it. It was like um, lo-fi lo light projection sound and performance. And it was in this little tent, and it was set up in the black box space in the second floor, and people could kind of walk around it, and it was just this kind of very unusual kind of atmospheric event that um yeah it was it was really interesting and it was a bit mad as well but it was nice for people to just come up and um have a few drinks or a cup of tea and just kind of hang out in the space in our in our tea room and then go in to see the performance which only lasted about 35 minutes and then afterwards we were just hanging out afterwards so it's just to kind of open the space up and meet people that wouldn't normally come in and like the whole reason for just doing these events it's not only to to showcase um, what the artists are working on but it's also a way for people to come in and just have a chat and for us to kind of meet new audiences and I suppose to kind of use it as a sounding board for what people would like to see here or what could happen you know because we're not just a workspace we have a program of events as well so to kind of feed into that and um, as a result of Darren's performance he realized that um it's not really that difficult to set up an event. And he himself and Kate, who ran, ran the event in January, are going to set up a monthly event. We're still kind of figuring out what it's going to be called, but it's going to be food-based. Um, so we're thinking of calling it a, a Volkskuche. It's like a German word for like the people's kitchen. So okay. like people can come in and get a nice kind of nourishing meal for about two or three euros and then also have a platform for live performance, kind of like open mic, but we're thinking maybe more performance and sound art or screenings or something like that. So you can come in and get something to eat and then meet some of the artists. And then if you have work, to display or perform that you can do that and um, yeah we're just kind of organising that at the moment but I'm hoping that that will become a regular occurrence we're going to start it off just doing it monthly but like it would be nice to have it more often yeah, yeah. if everybody is kind of getting empowered like oh this, yeah. it's not actually that difficult to put on something especially yeah. in here yeah like I mean we celebrated our fifth birthday two weeks ago I think it was happy birthday thank you Thanks. Yeah, we're very proud that we're still here. <laughs> and um, as part of that, we really wanted to like open up the studio. So we kind of kicked off the events on the 10th of March. I think it was. Yeah, so it was a few weeks ago now. Um, on the 10th of March, we kicked off the weekend with an exhibition opening and tactic. And that was new work by Andrew McSweeney. So Andrew had one our graduate residency program 
um, he graduated from Crawford last year so we can we try to support emerging artists that are coming out of, of college by giving a, a residency um, in one of our studios so for four months they'll have the, the studio for free and at the end of their residency they'll have created or developed a body of work that they can show in an exhibition in, in Tactic so that was um, that was the result of that and um, he did a beautiful installation in the gallery and it was the busiest exhibition opening we've ever had so we ran out of refreshments 15 minutes in <laughs> so that's how we knew it was quite successful and um yeah it was it was it was great and yeah that kind of kicked off proceedings and then on on Friday morning then we had the members given short 10 minute talks about their work and here in the auditorium and um we had a screening of films then later on that evening and then a party up in Gulpton in the Triskel. And um, then on the Saturday morning, we held a discussion around artist-led initiatives in Ireland. So I invited people from different groups, uh, different galleries and studio groups that I thought kind of shared some of our ideas so they're independent spaces and I kind of just wanted to have a panel discussion around where like I suppose around the different ideas that that crop up that I've already discussed about the use of space and if there's a model for these kind of spaces um, so I invited Gavin Murphy from Palace Projects and Chris Hayes from Ormston House and um, Ormston House, is, it's a gallery space. They have a really interesting curatorial programme and um, they've been there five years as well, well, five years this year. And um, just the way that they, I suppose, formulate their, their exhibitions and support their artists, they would have a lot kind of in common with, with some of the ideas that we share. Uh, Lisa Crown from A4 Sounds Studios in Dublin and they're a really interesting model. Um, they have quite a wide membership base and um, I just kind of wanted to look at the way that they structured that and um, they're really kind of embedded in the community as well. So they have a very contemporary education programme um, and they managed to kind of, I suppose, create different links with, with the people uh, around where they're based um, in the community and even just linking up with like the local men's shed and the local pub and things like that. And... Um, I just kind of wanted to hear about how they did that because sometimes um, lip service can be paid to, to community and outreach programs. You know, um, it can be done, like sometimes people just do it to say that they they have a community program and it might necessarily be be great. So I kind of, I want to look at how we here in some Studios can connect up with some other groups in South Parish this year and kind of expand on that idea of, of community and outreach. And I just think the way that, that she's running the programme up there is really interesting. And then we had Maureen Bean Noon, uh, she's the Director of Platform Arts in Belfast. So I kind of wanted to to invite her down because um, she's only been there about uh, seven or eight months and being in based in Belfast, I just kind of wanted to see, did she think that there was a divide there, like between North and the South and because like they also have access to UK funding and um, they're like, would things be very different up there what kind of supports that are there so it was interesting to hear from her and we had Shelley MacDonald here as well 
Shelley, the former director of 126 Gallery in Galway, which again, I would think would have a lot of correlations between, there's a lot of correlations there between 126 and Tactic Gallery. And we're um, doing a curatorial exchange between here and, and there. And um, she was also briefly the director of Engage Art Studios in Galway. And she left that to become communications and advocacy officer for Visual Artists Ireland. So she had, and she also worked as a researcher for the Footfall Project, which kind of gave an overview of, um, of uh, independent artist run and artist led initiatives in. The, on the island of Ireland so um, it was kind of it was good to have her there and then from Cork then we had Dobbs O'Brien from National Sculpture Factory so like the National Sculpture Factory it was set up originally by um, just a group of artists uh, that again needed space to to create their work and that ended up becoming a national uh, institution you know so like it was just kind of it was interesting we were only here for like an hour and a half and then we opened up the the chat to the audience and like what I would hope would be that like what would be achieved from that is that we just kind of have stronger connections with other artist-led spaces and um to kind of have a, a platform or some sort of forum for this to happen on a regular basis, even just in Cork for different creative practitioners to, to come here and to have discussions around, right, what do, what do artists need to have and to, to run a successful workspace? Is it directly related to funding? Like, can these spaces survive without funding? And uh, I suppose, yeah, just to, to kind of have that discussion. So that was one of the events mm -hmm. that took place on the Saturday. Sorry, I went off track a bit. And then we had open studios, workshops. Um, we had more screenings of experimental films made by some of our members. And then on the Sunday, it was uh, probably the most kind of hectic day we had a family fun day so we gave a load of kids some hammers and nails and wood and just left them off <laughs> making <laughs> sculptures so on Sunday morning there is a load of people here just banging nails into wood and that was mental and um, it was great so we have some of the sculptures left over from that it was run by two of our artists Padder Lamb and um, Gary Murphy and a load of other volunteers and we had uh, our member some of our members are in the Cork Film Festival, they have our, their HQ here. So um, they put on a screening of Song of the Sea. And it's a beautiful animated film. So that was really nice. It was a lovely afternoon. And then, yeah, we had free tea and coffee as well, which is always a hit. And uh, sandwiches and things like that. And then Sunday night then we had a gig up in the Kino because like we were limited with what kind of performances we can put on here. Everything kind of needs to finish up by 10 o'clock. So um, we were kind of given access to the Kino and had this great gig. Mannequin Republic had an uh, album launch. Darren Kerwin and Robert Gergenvin did some performances and um Quangadelic gave us uh, a brilliant party it was like mm -hmm. oh it was class and then we went to minus then afterwards and mindsets played there and again it was it was great we just had a big birthday party basically it's the way to do it yeah it was good uh just the way that you listed out kind of all of those artist run spaces around ireland it sounds like the arts in ireland despite it all are kind of healthy they're kind of like diverse and 
like spread around the place? Yeah, there's a lot of very different organizations. I mean, I suppose like how these kind of groups start off is it's just uh, it could even just be one or two people that want something to happen in their area. And um, it's not just in Dublin either. I mean, there's some really interesting spaces like Askeaton Contemporary Arts in Limerick is um, like they, they have this really interesting residency program and they've these um these very cool artists that come to this tiny little village in Limerick and they kind of interact with the people in the town and um are like it's just a village really and they do all this really cool stuff and they're kind of in the middle of nowhere. And then there's the goat hatchery in, in Offaly as well, which is basically in the middle of a bog. And <laughs> there's like they have <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is. And it's um it's amazing. Like the artists that set that up, I mean, they did uh, I think a call out on FreeCycle just like I don't know if you've heard of that it's an online network for people to get rid of their old crap and to get stuff off as well it's a great resource for artists so I've gotten like a load of old speakers and things like that on it and then I've gotten rid of a load of gym equipment that I never use that people and you just give it out for free it's just like an online kind of resource so they put an ad on that looking for a space like looking for a building for free and they got it and um, they made an arrangement with the building's owner that they could have it if they just kind of I suppose occupied it and refurbished it so they did the refurbishment themselves and they run a residency program there and it's um it's pretty cool they have this beautiful space and then there's also like there's a project in Callan as well I think it's called uh the the workhouse and um again it's like it's interesting kind of mixture of people from curatorial backgrounds architecture and it's quite embedded in the community and um there seems to be this kind of trend I don't know if you'd even call it a trend because it's happened just organically where people who are from these kind of towns or villages are able to make really interesting art happen and invite artists to come and stay in these spaces and work with the work work with different people in the community I don't I don't know if you'd call it a trend it just seems to to have happened and like while funding has gotten cut from our major organizations and institutions and museums and galleries there is like this small kind of amount of funding that's available for people that are doing these really innovative projects despite the fact that they don't have money or they don't have resources you know um I think that like I suppose recently um I've been talking to different people about this and the economy seems to be improving slightly and um recently there was an article in in the examiner where I was asked to for for my opinion to see like what is the downside of an improving economy for artists and um I mean like the recession that happened over the past 10 years like it wasn't the first recession that's been in Ireland I mean like if you look at in the 1980s some really interesting art emerged despite the fact that we were in a desperate economic situation and all of this um emigration and and um poverty but like the people who remain on and make art like they do that despite 
the fact that there isn't any money or there aren't any buyers and there's no funding. So it actually improves the quality of art when there is a downturn like that's that's a trend that's happened all over the, the world like for for years and years so like artists will find a way to 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 make art and first regardless of of what funding is is there you know um and I think now that the economy is improving and more people want to, to rent spaces, rents are going up and all of that. And it does have the downside that um, we no longer have all of these empty, vacant spaces that can be repurposed for, for creative use. But um, then on the upside, it means that there's more funding available for, for people who are doing it right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, just coming back to Sample Studios, I guess, like it seems like you're getting the opinions of so many of these different spaces that you are kind of thinking of the next step for mm-hmm. example you've been in the job of artistic director for eight months like and it seems like you knew that this was coming that you know this would be the big change that was coming so like are you are you kind of begrudging about it like how can they kick us out you know we've done such a good job or are you kind of like okay we need to refresh things we have to be optimistic about this did it does it kind of take a while to make that kind of shift to be like, come on, we can do this, guys? Well, when I came on, when I got the job, um, I wasn't sure if we'd be here for another month, to be honest. Um, there was that possibility because we hadn't gotten an assurance from the landlord that we would be here for longer than one month. And then we were given that assurance again so like um cit crawford college of art and design are in this building as well they're on the ground floor so we've been kind of piggybacking on their agreement with the landlords um because like i suppose they have an academic year so like they'll start in september and um they'll need to be here until the following june you know because if they were kicked out in the middle of that it would be a huge upset to their students and all of that so um last september when they told us oh yeah we're going to be here for the the rest of the academic year that that was kind of us breathing a sigh of relief well me anyway because i'd just come on so i was kind of breathing a, a sigh of relief that um i knew we'd be here till at least june and um, yeah, we've just been kind of piggybacking on them. But I always knew that, like, while I'm artistic director, that's that's my job is to to find another venue. And to be honest, I'm not begrudging at all. I'm I welcome the change. I think it's it's good, you know, that um, we have to kind of reassess what it is we're really about and in finding a new building what are our needs and like what do we keep or what do we scale back on you know the programs that we run can they be run independently or are they essential um to the i suppose the the nature or the the ethos of the organization but like one thing is um is definite is that like our organisation is about having a workspace for artists. I mean, that's why we were founded and that's what we'll continue to do. And because of the the people that were here, um, when the studios were being set up, we ended up with these really interesting programmes. So we've the visual arts programme tactic and then the performing arts programme and that's realised in our, our spaces here. But in the next kind of, I suppose, the next place that we go to, we will probably be be under, um, we'll probably have much more kind of restrictions on space. So 
that will change what we do, you know. Um, we probably won't have a space for 80 members to work under the one roof. So we're kind of looking at different models for that, whether um, we downsize um, or, or what what. I suppose programs that we keep do we spread ourselves out around the city but like wherever we go I want us to be a, an organization that's able to to find viable workspaces that are not expensive and um that that we continue to kind of support emerging artists and um people who are who would try to describe themselves as professional artists or, or creative practitioners and um you know we're, I, I think it's it's a, a really interesting time because i mean it, when we change space we have to look at all of those things and we have to see what's important to us so i personally welcome that i mean the prospect of change is is quite daunting and I don't know how it's going to work out, but I'm pretty confident that we will find some place um, else to go that will be suitable for us. And um, like there are people kind of helping us with that as well, like in the city council and um, our board of directors is is quite good. Um, they have very kind of a, a strong kind of commitment to our, our founding ethos, you know, so... Personally, yeah, I welcome the prospect of change and I don't begrudge that we have to leave here because, I mean, we weren't meant to be here this long, you know, and uh, we've managed to stay on and our, our landlords have allowed us to expand and basically do what we want in here, you know, so I wouldn't begrudge that. I think, like, it's a really interesting moment in time because nothing like this is going to happen again in the city it would be very unlikely that there's going to be another space that um, 80 people um, can can make work in and I mean we're just one of the tenants here I mean there's also fourth floor studios there's um, CIT that are here as well and there's other kind of groups of artists that that are we're, we're, like we're just one of the tenants that are here um, they'll have to find spaces as well um, so this is kind of a moment in time that's not going to happen again so like I would be thankful for that and I wouldn't begrudge it in any way and um, what I'm trying to do at the moment is kind of create an archive of what's gone on here for the past five years because it is important and um, like like the other spaces that have kind of come and gone in Cork really interesting art has been shown there and the people that have been involved like have moved on to, to go do other things but I mean like it's important for kind of giving people places to work and to display their work. So I'm kind of excited about wherever we end up next or, or what happens, you know. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Cool. That sounds like it might be a good place to end on a, on a positive note. Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything that you need to plug? Anything that's happening in here that uh, people need to know about? Um, yeah, we have a really exciting programme of exhibitions coming up this year. Um, so last year we went a bit mad and had about 14 exhibitions in 12 months. Um, so we're trying to scale that back a little bit. We're going to have, uh, we're going to be exhibiting work as part of Cork Photo this year as well. That's going to be in July. We have a kind of a packed schedule for our artists and residence program. So I'm hoping that we'll have monthly talks and all of those things are going to be advertised on our Facebook and Twitter and we have a website as well which is kind of undergoing a bit of a change up at the moment but like 
yeah, basically what we're trying to do is just invite more people into the space and build an audience and um, get people in to, to visit the space and that sort of thing, you know. So we're planning on having um, more kind of open studios and workshops during the summer when we get fabulous weather and we can do things outside, <laughs> maybe have a big barbecue and that sort of thing. Great. Yeah. Well, thanks a million for chatting and best of luck at finding a new home. Thank you. I guess. Thanks, Aideen. Yeah.